0: palinodia to the marquis gino caponi poem by giacomo leopardi translated by frederick townsend read for LibriVox.org by jennifer woodside i was mistaken my dear gino long and greatly have i erred i fancied life a vain and wretched thing and this our age now passing vainest silliest of all intolerable seemed and was such talk unto the happy race of mortals if indeed man ought or could be mortal called twixt anger and surprise the lofty creatures laughed forth from the fragrant eden where they dwell neglected or fortunate they called me of joy incapable or ignorant to think my lot the common lot of all mankind the partner in my misery at length amid the odor of cigars the crackling sound of dainty pastry and the orders loud for ices and for drinks midst clinking glasses and midst brandish spoons the daily light of the gazettes flashed full on my dim eyes i saw and recognized the public joy and the felicity of human destiny the lofty state i saw and value of all human things our mortal pathway strewed with flowers I saw how not displeasing here below endures nor less I saw the studies and the works stupendous wisdom virtue knowledge deep of this our age from far Morocco to Cathay and from the poles unto the Nile from Boston unto Goa on the track of flying fortune emulously panting, the empires, kingdoms, dukedoms of the earth I saw, now clinging to her waving locks, now to the end of her encircling boa. Beholding this, and o'er the ample sheets profoundly meditating, I became of my sad blunder, and myself ashamed. The age of gold, the spindles of the fates, O oh Geno, are evolving. Every sheet, in each variety of speech and type the splendid promise to the world proclaims from every quarter universal love and iron roads and commerce manifold steam types and cholera remotest lands most distant nations will together bind nor need we wonder if the pine or oak yield milk and honey or together dance into the music of the waltz so much the force already hath increased both of alembics and retorts, and of machines, that vie with heaven in working miracles, and will increase in times that are to come. For evermore, from better unto best, without a pause, as in the past, the race of Shem and Ham and Japheth will progress. And yet on acorns men will never feed, unless compelled by hunger, never will, hard ironly aside, full oft indeed they gold and silver will despise bills of exchange preferring often too the race its generous hands with brothers blood will stain with fields of carnage filling europe and the other shore of the atlantic sea the new world that the old still nourishes as often as it sends its rival bands of armed adventurers in eager quest of pepper cinnamon or other spice or sugar cane ought that ministers unto the universal thirst for gold. True worth and virtue, modesty and faith, and love of justice in whatever land, from public business will be still estranged, or utterly humiliated and overthrown, condemned by nature still, to sink unto the bottom. Insolence and fraud, with mediocrity combined, will to the surface ever rise and reign. Authority and strength, however diffused, however concentrated, will be still abused, beneath whatever name concealed by him who wields them. This the law by fate, and nature written first in adamant, nor can a volta with his lightnings, nor a Davy cancel it, nor England with her vast machinery, nor this our age with all its floods of leading articles. The good man ever will be sad, the wretch will keep perpetual holiday, Against all lofty souls both worlds will still be armed, conspirators. True honor be assailed by calumny, and hate and envy, still the weak will be the victim of the strong. The hungry man upon the rich will fawn, beneath whatever form of government, alike at the equator and the poles, so will it be, while man on earth abides, and while the sun still lights him on his way these signs and tokens of the ages past must of necessity their impress leave upon our brightly dawning age of gold because society from nature still receives a thousand principles and aims diverse discordant which to reconcile no wit or power of man hath yet availed since first our race illustrious was born nor will avail or treaty or gazette in any age however wise or strong but in things more important, how complete, ne'er seen till now, will be our happiness. More soft from day to day our garments will become, of woolen or of silk, their rough attire the husbandman and smith will cast aside, will swathe in cotton their rough hides, and with the skins of beavers warm their backs, more serviceable, more attractive, too will be our carpets and our counterpanes, our curtains, sofas, tables, and our chairs, our beds and their attendant furniture, will a new grace unto our chambers lend, and dainty forms of kettles and of pans, and our dark kitchens will their luster shed, from Paris unto Calais, and from there to London, and from there to Liverpool, more rapid than imagination can conceive. Will be the journey nay the flight while underneath the ample bed of thames a highway will be made immortal work that should have been completed years ago far better lighted and perhaps as safe at night as now they are will be the lanes and unfrequented streets of capitals perhaps the main streets of the smaller towns such privileges such a happy lot kind heaven reserves unto the coming race how fortunate are they whom as i write naked and whimpering in her arms receives the midwife they those longed-for days may hope to see when after careful studies we shall know and every nursling shall imbibe that knowledge with the milk of the dear nurse how many hundredweight of salt and how much flesh how many bushels too of flour his native town in every month consumes how many births and deaths in every year the parish priest inscribes, when by the aid of mighty steam that every second prints its millions, hill and dale, and ocean's vast expense, een as we see a flock of cranes, aerial, that suddenly the day obscure, will with gazettes be overrun, gazettes of the great universe, the life and soul, soul font of wisdom and of wit. To this and unto every coming age. E'en as a child who carefully constructs of little sticks and leaves an edifice, in form of temple, palace, or of tower, and soon as he beholds the work complete, the impulse feels the structure to destroy, because the self same sticks and leaves he needs to carry out some other enterprise so nature every work of hers however it may delight us with its excellence no sooner sees unto perfection brought than she proceeds to pull it all to pieces for other structures using still the parts and vainly seeks the human race itself or others from the cruel sport to save the cause of which is hidden from its sight forever though a thousand means it tries with skilful hand devising remedies for cruel nature, child invincible, our efforts laughs to scorn, and still its own caprices carries out, without a pause, destroying and creating for its sport. And hence a various endless family, of ills incurable and sufferings, oppresses the frail mortal, doomed to death, irreparably, hence a hostile force, destructive, smites him from within, without, on every side, perpetual e'en from the day of birth and wearies and exhausts itself and till he drops at last by the inhuman mother crushed and killed those crowning miseries o gentle friend of this our mortal life old age and death e'en then commencing when the infant lip the tender breast doth press that life instills this happy nineteenth century i think can no more help than could the ninth or tenth nor will the coming ages more than this. Indeed, if we may be allowed to call the truth by its right name, no other than supremely wretched must each mortal be, in every age and under every form of government and walk and mode of life, by nature hopelessly incurable, because a universal law hath so decreed, which heaven and earth alike obey, and yet the lofty spirits of our age a new discovery have made, almost divine, for though they cannot make a single person happy on the earth, the man forgetting, they have gone in quest of universal happiness, and this forsooth have found so easily, that out of many wretched individuals they can a happy, joyful people make, and at this miracle, not yet explained by quarterly reviews, or pamphlets, or gazettes, the common herd in wonder smile o minds o wisdom insight marvellous of this our passing age and what profound philosophy what lessons deep o geno in matters more sublime and recondite this century of thine and mine will teach to those that follow with what constancy what yesterday it scorned upon its knees to-day it worships and will overthrow to-morrow merely to pick up again the fragments to the idol thus restored to offer incense on the following day. How estimable, how inspiring, too, this unanimity of thought, not of the age alone, but of each passing year. How carefully should we, when we are thought with this compare, however different from that of next year it may be, at least appearance of diversity avoid, what giant strides, compared with those of old, our century and wisdom school has made one of thy friends o worthy Gino, once a master poet nay of every art and science every human faculty for past and present and for future times a learned expositor remarked to me of thy own feelings care to speak no more of them this manly age makes no account in economic problems quite absorbed and with an eye for politics alone of what avail thy own heart to explore seek not within thyself material for song but sing the needs of this our age and consummation of its ripening hope o oh, memorable words whereat i laughed like chanticleer the name of hope to hear thus strike upon my ear profane as if a jest it were or prattle of a child just weaned but now a different course i take convinced by many shining proofs that he must not resist or contradict the age who seeketh praise or putting at its hands but faithfully and servilely obey and so will find a short and easy road unto the stars and i who long to reach the stars will not here select the needs of this our age for burden of my song for these increasing constantly are still by merchants and by workshops amply met but i will sing of hope of hope whereof the gods now grant a pledge so palpable the first-fruits of our new felicity behold in the enormous growth of hair upon the lip upon the cheek of youth o hail thou salutary sign first beam of light of this our wondrous rising age see how before thee heaven and earth rejoice how sparkle all the damsel's eyes with joy how through all banquets and all festivals the fame of the young bearded heroes flies grow for your country's sake ye manly youth beneath the shadow of your fleecy locks will italy increase and europe from the mouths of Tagus to the Hellespont, and all the world will taste the sweets of peace and thou o tender child for whom these days of gold are yet in store begin to greet thy bearded father with a smile nor fear the harmless blackness of his loving face Laugh, darling child, for thee are kept the fruits of so much dazzling eloquence. Thou shalt behold joy reign in cities and in towns, old age and youth alike contented dwell, and undulating beards of two spans long. End of poem This recording is in the public domain